We go together like peas and carrots. The Peas and Carrots Podcast, sharing life from our piece of the vegetable patch. Brian and Kayla Sanders. Welcome to the Peas and Carrots Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Kayla. And just before we started recording this, we were having a conversation. We were. Yes, because I like to drink San Pellegrino's. Mm-hmm. And I have – okay, why did you go with mm-hmm? Y'all fancy. I'm not <laughs> – Some of us drink water. The, and I can't – okay, I like the San Pellegrino, this zero calorie, zero sugar, but it's blood orange and black raspberry. It is to die for, to die for. Blood orange. Okay. It just sounds delightful. You said to me, B – don't burp on the podcast. Yes, and then you said I should drink water. I don't like regular water. Are you done whining now? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not whining. Okay. Drink your little fancy drink and I'll stick with water. Hmm. Y'all pray. That's all I can say. Pray. And this is real life. This is so, real yes. life. Yes, this okay. kind of conversations we have. Uh, uh, also, we want. So, what's up in the world of peas and carrots? Well, our favorite pond has toxic algae. <laughs> Not that the world is just on fire everywhere. Well, it else. is literally, but I mean, I yes. Mean, so, so. Uh, we have a lake that we go to, uh, and then a pond that we go to. It's called Pandapis, and she likes to sit along the shoreline, take a book, a little go chair. Go for a walk. Go for a walk. It has a perfect walking trail. It does. It's a good location to look for Bigfoot. Not that I believe in him. Okay. But. Uh, <laughs> You're going to offer him a San Pellegrino? <laughs> Sorry. I felt that comment. <laughs> You're proud of yourself for that, aren't you? You'd offer him a chocolate digestive. Water. Okay. So anyway, this this pond we like to go to, big write-up in the paper, stay away from the pond, there's toxic algae. Okay, one more thing taken away from us. Well, I think as long as you don't go diving headfirst into the pond, And you keep okay. your pets out. Okay, so here's my – if I'm fishing in the pond mm-hmm. and I have to grab a fish that I've caught. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. See, that's that's not a – that's a – Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little sad about that. Sounds like Jesus said, go for a walk, not I'm, fish. I'm going to stay home or go to the lake. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, then also church. Yeah, it's a weird season. Um, for us, are the, 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 the whole case, the, the number of, of virus cases where we are, they are trending upward. 40,000 university students have returned. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so we're going to stay home and watch our church virtually, probably do a uh, distanced home group like in somebody's backyard, mm-hmm. but we miss it. We do. We really do. And, oh, yeah, let's just not do the whole, like, COVID thing, but I, I just – I really hope that we can all be sensitive to each other. This is such a hard How's season. How's that working out? Well, stay off social media and you might be okay. But I just – I don't live in fear. I want to say that. I have great faith in God. 
I also feel that we have to do what is best for our family and for our neighbors, for those we work with. And for us, that looks like worshiping virtually. We're not judging anyone who is worshiping on site. Um, Our church does have some regulations in place. But yeah, so to Brian's point, we do miss our church. We miss getting to hug people and and get people. together for dinner with people. And I don't miss hugging some people. Stop. Oh, I should, probably shouldn't have said You probably that. weren't hugging them anyway, so <laughs> there we go. It's just a weird season, and that just made it weirder. So okay. There we go. Let's talk about Sprocket. Mm. Who was Sprocket. So Sprocket was our 52-pound lab mutt mix. He was the bestest boy ever. Um, he was a lab beagle mix, had more lab than beagle if you looked at him. The vet said he had some <clears throat> German shepherd, too. I don't know about which that. Which I don't know about okay. that. So uh, we've always wanted a dog, and we had Sprocket 13 and a half years. And at the time of this recording, he's been gone about two years. We lost him two years ago to cancer. But he lived a long time. Mm -hmm. And we have some great stories about him. Uh, The day we got him is one of my favorite memories. (laughs) What happened that day? Well, my dear friend Lynn was in vet school. And I had promised Brian that when we got our own home, we could get a dog. Well, we had all this pretty new carpet and new furniture. And so I kept pushing back and pushing back. Well, finally, I had to relent because I didn't want to break my promise. So Lynn emailed me a picture and said, this one's for you. And this little black puppy was like right up in the camera. So fast forward to the day we went to Virginia Tech, and I had kind of, well, I hadn't kind of lied. I flat out lied to B and told him that we were going to tour Lynn's vet school and, you know, kind of see her world and all this. Well, we landed in the kennel area, and then I let him know that these puppies were for adoption, and that's when we met sprocket and she is walking through this area where these puppies are and she gets down on the floor trying to get one to come just to playing her. with them just playing yeah. all of a sudden she says i mean what you said but but sprocket came out put his paws up on your shoulder i said hey buddy and that he was, that was it. it that was him he wrapped his little paws around my neck and the vet tech that was she was there to help kind of corral the puppies. She said, we can have him ready to go home with you today. Well, then it was just fast forward because I didn't fully expect to be taking home a puppy that day. We had, we had a crate with us. We did, just in case. Just in case. Um, I, B didn't know that. He had no idea that I had snuck a crate in the back of my SUV. So, so we he cost us five dollars. He got all of his shots, a bag of food, a bag of food, and he cost us five bucks. We put him in the crate to take him home. Oh my word! You thought we'd killed him, y'all. This dog screamed. He yelped. Oh, bark! We were almost deaf by the time we got home. <laughs> 
and we have pictures from his first day, but when we got him home, he was fine. He was fine until bedtime. Bedtime. And at the time, my boss was in town. He didn't live in the town we lived in. And he would stay the night with us sometimes over in the guest bedroom. Well, we put Sprocket downstairs, first night we ever had him, downstairs in this crate. And so Barry is in the guest bedroom, and we're in the master bedroom. Mm -hmm. And I get a text. Somebody's going to call Call the police. police. (laughs) He says, somebody's going to think y'all are murdering a dog. And so we left him down there that night. And, I mean, it was not a good night for rest. He yelped all night. For any of us. For any of us. Uh, Second night, Barry wasn't there. I put Sprocket in the bed with us. Mm -hmm. And that's where he stayed for 13 and a half years. He laid at your feet. Well, he started there. Any of you who have dogs who sleep in your beds probably understand this. He would start curled up at the foot of the bed. And the one thing I do miss, even to this day, he would lay his head on my ankles. So I would go to sleep with him kind of resting across my ankle. Well, you'd wake up with like a paw up your nose, under your armpit, various other places, because he would stretch out. I don't think people want to know that. Well, again, anyone that has a pet. I remember I woke up one day, like he would never lay between us. He would always lay at the foot of bed. But there was one morning I woke up. And there was this awful noise in my ear. I'm like, what is going on? And some, for the <laughs> one night, for this one morning, he woke up between us, and he was facing me, and he was snoring right in my ear. Mm-hmm. And when he snored, he snored like a grown man. Oh, it was awful. It was, it was just crazy. Uh, you had him trained in how many weeks? Two weeks. How, how did you do that? Well... We actually took him to an obedience class, and that was something that I was taught during the class, was just to be consistent, make sure, because, I mean, I will admit, I was guilty of carrying him outside, and the trainer got all up in my business and said, stop doing that, he needs to walk in and walk out, and you've got to be consistent. So I just, I mean... It became the focus, I guess. Almost obsessive, I'll admit, but I was determined this dog was going to be trained. Um, He had one accident in the house, we'll call it that, and B shrieks aloud that I think it scared him from ever doing that That is not on our show prep notes. That story is not on the show prep notes. But it was so epic. Well... And, hey, it it helped with the house training. It helped with the house training. So so I want to tell one of my favorites. And if you you know us, you know what a big part of our lives Sprocket was. Uh, He had so much personality. Mm. I mean, smart. Attitude. Oh, he had attitude. He had facial expressions. Um, If he loved you, he loved you for life. If something bothered him about you, we took we took note because yeah. there were very few people that Sprocket uh, had a problem with. We had a home group in our home for 10, 12 years, well, probably 10 years of his life. And a lot of the 
kids, I shouldn't say kids, but a lot of the students that came to our home group, because we had a college student home group, they were going to be vets. So for every Thursday night for 10 years, he got a free exam. We had one rule, no needles. No needles. You can poke, you can prod, you can examine. Yes. No needles. And he He loved loved it. it. He'd lay on his back, and they'd look in his – I mean, he just – he was the most well-kept. They'd come over and show what they'd learned, and he loved it. Now, let me say this. There's only been two cases in home group where, like, a visitor, like we'd mm-hmm. try to assimilate somebody new. Sprocket would actually go to them and separate them from the rest of the crowd and, like, push them away or even or even growl at them. Yep. He's protecting yeah, his people. I like, don't know what he sensed. We don't know what he sensed. But those people never came back either. So sorry. Maybe not good evangelism, but it was safety. Um, <clears throat> I want to tell a story. We had these Mormon missionaries who were working the neighborhood, hmm. and Mormons are very pure. They're very moral. A lot more than you know. I'm Presbyterian, but. Uh, you love Jesus, but you cuss. A I little. love Jesus, but I cuss a little. Okay, so <laughs> these Mormon missionaries—they're walking up the street and they're coming up by the side of the house. Well, I've taken him outside on a leash, and this leash had about thirty feet of drag on it, where he could run for thirty feet. <laughs> well, he can see around the corner. I can't. Well, he takes off like a dart, just boom. And as soon as that, those Mormon missionaries, there was a tall, thin one and a short, pudgy one. Edit. Just. I'm going to edit. Okay. I'm going to edit. For the little ears. They both jumped. Sprocket is, they didn't see his leash. They just thought he was loose. <laughs> he is darting toward them. And when he stops, they both jump. And the short, pudgy one, holy, you know, crap. Mm-hmm. But he didn't say crap. And I thought I would just die. I am bent over. And these Mormon missionaries, they stop. And I said, y'all can pet him. I said, all he wants you to do is pet him. And this Mormon missionary said, sir, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that word. I said, son, I'm Presbyterian. I say words all the time. Don't you worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, you know, Sprocket made a Mormon missionary. Missionary cuss. Yeah, made a Mormon missionary cuss. So that's one of my favorite stories. One of my favorite stories, and we could go for hours, but we won't do that to you. We had talked up. So first of all, I have to share this part. We had talked up our town fireworks for days. B's parents had come to visit, and we were so excited to take them to our town parade and the fireworks and everything else for July 4th. Well, we get to the fireworks, and a huge thunderstorm hits 10 minutes before the fireworks are supposed to start. So we end up having to clear the field. We get home. Well, Sprocket was already a little bit anxious because yeah, he, he had, doesn't like fireworks. He didn't He's like terrified. He didn't like thunder. He didn't Mm-mm. like fireworks, gunshots, any like of that. it. So we had kind of, you know, reminded mom and dad that he was going to be really nervous. Just ignore him. Let him pace. Well, we were soaked, obviously, because we got caught in a thunderstorm. Well. Dad had gone upstairs, he changed clothes, came back down. The rest of us were upstairs goofing around, getting snacks, I think, and we come downstairs. Picture Dad sitting in the recliner, 
and he is holding Sprocket like a baby. Rocking. And he's rocking him. We about fell over each other. And Dad didn't like the dog very much. Well, he pretended Pretended not to. Pretended to. And here he is rocking him like a baby. And he looked and at us, and we're just what did staring he say? at him. What did and Dad he said, say? What? The poor little feller was scared. <laughs> <laughs> the poor little feller was scared. Oh. One of Sprocket's traits... He loved to go to bed about 9 o'clock. He was a little old man. He's a little old man. Now, if I'm lying, I'm dying as where I'm sitting. If you came to our home and you were there at 9 o'clock, Sprocket would go to the stairwell. Mm-hmm. He would look at you and look at the door. Yep. He would look at you and look at the door. And he would do that to you until you did what? leave yes it was embarrassing it, oh it was we couldn't it was awful we for would us to have beg company. people to ignore him and sometimes it worked and he they would, would take just his laugh paw he would stomp his paw on the carpet yep. at you and he'd look at you and he'd look at the he wanted you to leave he sure did it was so awkward unless you had coffee and he loved we would drink our coffee and our tea in the mornings and he would love to have the the last drops of it he did so uh, you can see some pictures of him if you have Facebook. Just go to Facebook, look up Sprocket the Wonder Pup, and look at your pictures there and things like that. And we do miss him. We do. All right. We took a vacation to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, one year. And we liked to rent cabins at that time. Mm hmm. Now, since then, we've watched too many of these murder documentaries. Okay, just tell the truth. We've seen every episode of Criminal Minds, and we're not renting cabins. We're not renting cabins, okay? Because if something happens, I want a neighbor next door that I can scream at that will come over and help me, okay? I'm just saying. Yeah. But for three or four years in a row, we'd rent a cabin high up in the mountains. Beautiful. And we got there a day early. And so Kay and I had one day to ourselves, and the next day my mom and dad were driving up from from Louisiana to join us. So I'm sitting there on this sofa. First day we got there, I probably took five or six books with me to read, and I'm sitting there and I'm reading this book, and something, I'm facing this grand kitchen picture window, and something moves. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what is that? I go back to reading, something moves again, and all of a sudden I see it. It's a black bear. Now, you and I have no experience with bears. No. None. So we go to the front door. This bear goes, walks around our car, comes up on the front porch, and this cabin had a screen door, mm-hmm. and then there was like a wooden door that was all glass panel. Mm-hmm. You want so to tell it him? makes perfect sense to, huh, let's go stand at the door. So we did. <laughs> we did. And stared down the bear. The bear gets up on his hind legs. Starts banging on the door. Slamming on this door. He's trying to get in, trying to get in the cabin. And he's like, what should we do? I said, well, we're not going to open up the door. I can tell you that. Well, this probably goes on five, ten minutes. Yeah. And there's an emergency number for bears. I mean, that should have been our first clue. Pretty much. So I called the emergency number for Bear, and the guy, in his best accent, well, the best thing you ought to do 
is get you a pot from underneath the sink and a wooden spoon and go out there and beat that at him. That'll scare him. Sir? Not happening. You want me to go out there where the bear is and beat, take a wooden spoon and beat it at the bear. Make that noise. Yeah, that there will scare him off. No. I am not We waited him out. He left. He left and went to somebody else's cabin. So I, I tell you that story to tell you this story. The back of the cabin had this wonderful, huge deck. Uh, had a huge deck, L-shaped deck with a hot tub, hot tub, swing, and a rocking chair, and yeah. And the and the L-shaped deck connect to the front of the house, like it went around the, the whole cabin. Well, mom and dad come in the next day, and we've told them about the bear and everything. And there's rocking chairs out there next to the hot tub, and I get in the hot tub. Your mom's sitting in the rocking chair talking with you. Dad's in the rocking chair. And no, you're... no. Dad and I were around front. And all of a sudden, Dad just takes his finger and does like the silence, like the shh symbol to me. And I know he's up to something because he goes sneaking around the side of the deck. And unbeknownst to be, he goes up behind him in the hot tub. And what did he do? He roars like a bear. <laughs> And that was the day that B walked on water. I about tore that hot tub to pieces. There was water everywhere, just just everywhere. And then Dad was so proud of it. Oh, he 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 thought that was the funniest thing. And for the rest of the trip, he had peanut butter located places. Um, One morning, after Mom decided to get in the hot tub, she put her wet clothes over. Mom put her wet underwear on and she wore underwear missing. with the swims they so she hung them out over the deck the bottom level so the joke was there was a very well-dressed bear <laughs> <laughs> that, we're out of here for more about the peas and carrots podcast and to reach out to brian and kayla visit peas and carrots